Good evening, everyone, and uh, welcome to the podcast, Heavenly Places. Uh, I'm your host, uh, Jameer Long, here with Dorothy. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in this evening. Um, I'd like to uh, actually say a prayer for our nation, for our world. There's so many problems. We have a lot of protests going on here at, uh, in the United States right now, but uh there actually, if you look at the news, there's protests going on in China and Hong Kong. There's probably a war going about to happen in India. So many things are happening throughout the world. Um, but I like to lift up America right now and, and just the people on the streets. And in particular, I also I'll pray for everyone, but let me let me open up and pray for them and us too. Father, I thank you for bringing us here. Father, to this this show this evening, this blog talk podcast. Father, to guide the people of America, oh God, Lord, remove deception, remove the fake news, remove the lies, oh God, open their eyes, oh Father. Father, Lord, raise up your people, your your church, oh God, Lord, cause them to do what they're supposed to do, Father, Lord, don't let them just stay within the four walls during this time. Let them pray, let them help their communities, oh Father, Lord, teach them what to say, teach them what to preach, oh God. I don't know, it's, it's time for a new, uh, not really a new word, God, Lord, but revelation that's already in your word, Father, Lord. Um, and in all this division, God, Lord, we know that your word says you come to, to separate mother and daughter and son and son, but not because of no color, God, Lord, only because of the gospel, Father, Lord. If it's not the gospel, we should not be separating, Father. So whatever division is caused by the enemy, Father, Lord, cause your church, your people, Father, no matter what nationality, ethnicity, race, Father, Lord, become united in Christ, oh, Father, Lord. I want to core like it was uh, on the day of... Uh, Pentecost, Father. Uh, we lift up your name, Father, and guide me during this teaching this evening. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Um, I would like to talk about the, the protest, but I have I have need, I need to do more research on that. But uh, I want to talk about uh, the part two of the Millennium Reign. Um, part two, actually, we did this maybe like two or three weeks ago. The first part, so I just want to give you a quick summary of what we talked about before. Um, so we talked about Revelation chapter 20, verse 2 through 7, that it mentions a time time span that's 1,000 years, six times. So that's why I'm saying, and also some uh, many other biblical scholars say the millennial reign is a period of 1,000 years. When Christ will be reigning, but also the descent to the Most High, the royal priesthood would also be ruling with them. Um, that's why it says in Revelation chapter 19, verse 16, on his robe and on his thigh, he has the name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So we are the little kings, and Jesus is the big king. We are the little lords, and he is the Lord of Lords. That's why it says that King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Um, so we will reign and rule with them for this millennial reign, and even after that, we will also. But we're just focusing on this 1,000 years right now. Um, so maybe just saying, saying quick summarize that, maybe God might make you a, a, a king over a nation, a mayor over the city, <laughs> you know, somebody on the, on the school board during that time, something in between. We don't know what's going on. What's all going on? We have a glimpse. The scripture says, "No eye has seen, no ear has heard." Um, we also covered also during uh, the t- the time of health. You know, um, 
There was a great health health during that time because basically those who survived and lived through the earth, uh, through the uh, the great tribulation, they somehow survived through all these wars and famines and diseases. Um, but their lives are going to be somehow extended, and it would be like the like the, the time of uh, before the flood, ante diluvian fathers they call, basically Methuselah. Well, there are people who live like 1,000 years because the scripture says those who uh, don't live that long will be considered a curse if you die at 100 years old. You know, so 100 years old, if you make it down, it's like, hey, you did a good job. But 1,000, I mean, 100 years in the millennial reign is like, oh, man, he must be cursed. Um, well, we also talked about the children playing in the streets or playing with wolves and lions and all these kind of things. And then the nations and uh, great armies of the world actually turn into gardeners because they said they're going to turn the weapons uh, into gardening tools. They're, they're going to beat their swords and shields and all that kind of stuff. So, um, But also we know uh, that uh, everyone during this time will not be happy about this because uh, Revelation 2 verse 7, it actually says that uh, Jesus will rule the earth with the iron rod. And he would smash them like clay pots. So it's still going to be people during this time, even though we're going to have uh, all this health, all this beauty going on in earth, pollution and all this stuff going away, um, prosperity, uh, all these types of things. Guess what? It's still going to be people during this time who's going to be rebellious and they say Christ is going to rule with uh, an iron rod. And uh, at the end of this 1,000-year period, it actually says that Satan will be released once again, and millions or perhaps even billions of people will follow him because uh, Revelation, it says that uh, Revelation 20, that it, the, the number is like that of the sand of those who follow him. So, um, that's uh, Revelation 20, verse 7 or 8. It says... Uh, and will go out and deceive the nations in the four corners of the earth. And it says, Gog and Magog, and to gather them for battle. And a number are like the sand of the seashore. So that's basically a lot of people. So that's why I say it can be anywhere from millions to billions of people that he's, hopefully it's only millions, you know, even less than that, but it's going to be a lot of people. Um, but however, basically God, he's going to, basically this is not even really a fight. Because uh, the scripture says that uh, basically God sends fire from heaven um, and destroys them all. And that basically, at that moment right there, that signifies basically the end of the millennial reign. Um, I guess sometime after that is where we have uh, the great white throne judgment, if you ever heard about that. Revelation chapter 20, verse 11, it says, Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat who was seated on it and the earth and the heavens fled from his presence and there was no place for them so it seems like during this time is when the old earth and universe is kind of destroyed it says the earth and the heavens and that's talking about like i believe like jupiter saturn and everything that's beyond it you know mars and earth it says it's fled from the presence and uh verse 12 of this revelation it says and i saw the dead great and small, standing before the throne. The books were open, and another book opened, which is a book of life. The dead were judged according 
to what they had done as recorded in the books. And the sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them. And each person was judged according to what they had done. Um, Verse 14, it says, Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. Um, The lake of fire was the second death. Anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Um, So basically right there, that scripture right there, there, there is a difference between hell and the lake of fire. Those are two separate places. Hell is one place, the lake of fire is, is eternal um, place. So if you if you auto, if you go to hell, um, basically you automatically it automatically qualifies you to get your trip to the lake of fire. But before you go there, you get to stop before the uh, Father God at the great white throne judgment. So basically, anyone who has not repented or turned from their ways um, will be before. God and sentenced to uh, that lake of fire. So if Hitler, Charles Manson, or whoever whoever you want to name or whoever you think about did not turn to Christ, they're going to be judged and sent to lake of fire. Um, and actually, I don't want to say they're sent, but it's actually they they're cho- they they have chosen to go there. Um, and which is which is one thing that's sad about it is really that uh, that hell scripture says that it wasn't. It was made for the uh, the fallen angels, um, but of course, people had chosen to go there. It wasn't made for them; it was made for uh, the devil and his people. Um, and uh, one of the interesting things is uh, the scripture is when they actually go to the lake of fire, they're going to realize who Satan was. Uh, Isaiah 14, verse 16 says, everyone there, and this is talking about uh, Satan. He says, everyone there will stare at you, and this is Satan, and and ask, can this be the one who shook the earth and made the kingdoms of the world terrible? So Isaiah chapter 14, verse 16, basically people who chose to go to the lake of fire, and when they see Satan in there, they gonna be like, is this the person? Is this the one who was who was great and mighty? And now you're here. You just you're no better than us. That's basically what they're saying in this Isaiah chapter 14 verse 16. That all this ruckus and stuff he's calling with right now, he ain't nothing. Even though it seems like what he's doing is a lot, but he is not nothing. Um, now I want to transition and talk about the uh, the new universe. Um, the new universe because all what I said so far is kind of temporary and and some of it is kind of even depressing if you know people, loved ones who have not accepted Christ, you know, that's why it's so important that we we witness to people. You can even use this uh, teaching as a a way to teach them, you know, about the things that are going to happen to give them hope because right now in in this world we really don't have that much hope. But uh, Revelation 21 talks about a new universe. And uh, basically those who are not ready to enter this universe, um, they're not going to be allowed in there. They're going to be left out. But Father God says, guess what? There's going to be people in this new universe from every nation, every tribe, and every tongue. So no matter (laughs) 
what color, race, ethnicity, what language you speak or don't speak, guess what? Other guy is going to have one person at least, maybe more, maybe hundreds of people each from all of those nations, from all of those tribes, from all of those tongues. So uh, that's something that we can be happy in. Uh, Revelation 21 verse 1 says, Then I saw a new heaven and earth, for the first heaven and earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. Um, you know, there was once a time in my life when I was, when I would always say uh, that I cannot wait to go to heaven. You know, in a way, I, I cannot wait to go to heaven. But uh, it's well until I came to a, a new understanding that uh, basically, you know, that our final destination is not heaven. It's not heaven. That's not where we're going to ultimately end up. Um, Father God, he is creating a new earth, and he is creating a new heaven for his people who have become new. So we have everything. You ever had like have like a new present or a new car, that new smell? Well, it says it's going to be a new heaven. It's going to be a new earth. And it's, even we ourselves are going to be new. And in this earth, it's going to be a marvelous city, and it's going to be called the New Jerusalem. And actually, in our revelation, it gives the dimensions of this uh, place. And the dimensions of the city, when you get to measure it, it's basically like a big, giant Rubik's Cube. Um, they did did the measurement in miles. It was basically 1,400 miles wide and 1,400 miles high. So that's going to be very interesting. I'm not sure how that's going to work, but it's going to be, I guess, different rules of physics in this new universe um, than what we are used to now. So how far is 1,400 miles? That's basically like when you look at why I'm going from uh, California to New York or Maine to the furthest part, that's like basically all the way, this city is going to be all the way across the United States. It's not going to be here in the United States, but that's just giving you uh, dimensions of how long it's going to be. But not just long, but it's going to be going up that way to the heavens, too, or that way to the sky. Um, and in this city, it says that it's going to have a river that that, uh, that runs through it, um, which is amazing. Another thing is my my cousin, he actually asked me a question maybe a month ago. And he asked me, uh, what, what's bigger, a man, a house or a mansion? I was like, well, I think of, um, a, a mansion has definitely got to be bigger. That's what I think. But Jesus tells us, he says, basically, he says, in my house are many mansions. So it's like things are kind of flipped or different there. So we don't understand, you know, some of the things. Like, what, what does he mean? But we know that a house is bigger than a mansion. We know a mansion is big, but what kind of house? That's what Father God has. It says, no, I have seen nor ear has heard. It's, it's just going to be so amazing. We know that Jesus, when he was here, his father was Joseph, was a carpenter. Jesus was a carpenter. Even he, I mean, he was the one who created everything. So he was the first carpenter <laughs> of them all. He's a very great engineer. But uh, also in the city, it talks about God being the light there, and there's no shadows. So here we know when the sun comes up, we can see shadows. I seen this little video of this it was a very nice video of this little girl when her her shadow was there and she was running from her shadow, no matter what she was trying to get away from it because of the sun. But in this new universe, this new earth, 
God is going to be the light there, and it's going to be no shadows, um, which is very interesting. And then also it talks about uh, these precious stones in this chapter. Um, and we know here right now precious stones are are just so rare. That's why they they uh, cost so much, and we use them uh Jewelry, we use them as a, a monetary system with the diamonds and things like that, you know. But uh, in this New Jerusalem, they they are there in abundance. Matter of fact, gold is basically used for asphalt for the city. <laughs> you know, say the streets are going to be paved in gold. They're not using tar and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's gold. So, like, one of the most valuable things here on Earth, as far as monetary value, that's going to be something that we're walking on. <laughs> You know, but it's even more than that. Um, you know, I, I was reading it, uh, this article, and, and scientists have made a very important discovery about precious stones uh, when they're exposed to pure light. And some of you may have heard heard this before. Um, and I'm not talking. We're not talking about like direct light from the sun, but we're talking about being exposed to pure light through a scientific method. Um, and these scientists have discovered that when you expose these precious stones into pure light, uh, these stones can be basically divided into two different categories, isotrophic jewels and anti-isotrophic jewels. And I'm, I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that right. So it's two different categories when they expose to a pure light, isotrophic I-S-O-T-R-O-P-H-I-C and anti-isotrophic. Um, so basically some Jews, when you use a scientific lighting method, they turn pure black. They turn black. Um, and you want to guess what diamond? Uh, I guess I already told you. But those jewels are like the diamonds and rubies. Things. Those are just two of them. Everybody like diamonds is one of the most famous uh, ones that everybody wants a diamond, you know, but when you expose them to this pure light, they turn black. Um, However, there are other stones, when you place them in this pure light, they turn into all these brilliant colors of the rainbow. So when you expose them to the same scientific lighting method, they turn into all the colors of the rainbow. And and these are precious stones. There are actually 12, 12 of these stones that can do that. And remember now, this is something that scientists have only recently discovered maybe within the last, I want to say, 30 to 50 years. 30 to 50 years, they have found out that these 12 stones, when they expose to this particular light, that they turn into all the colors of the rainbow. Um, But uh, God, he already knows because uh, roughly maybe about 2,000 years ago, God knew, knew this because these same 12 stones uh, um, that turn into rainbow when they expose to this light are actually listed in Revelation chapter 22. Revelation 22, actually Revelation 22, verse 18, I read to you, read to you, it says, the wall was made of jasper, the city of pure gold, <clears throat> as pure as glass. And the foundation of the city of walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone the first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth um, ruby, the seventh chrysler, 
the eighth barrel, the ninth topaz, the tenth turquoise, the eleventh genesis, and the twelfth emerald. It says so. I got my notes mixed up. The ruby actually is not supposed to be in a diamond category, but these twelve, these these twelve, these twelve that I listed or mentioned, and it's Revelation twenty-two verse nineteen. Or actually, when you expose these twelve same twelve stones of pure light, they are the ones that uh, turn into all the different colors of the rainbow, which is amazing. Uh, in verse twenty-one, it says, uh, "I'll go ahead and finish reading that." It says, "The twelve gates were twelve pearls, and each gate was made of a single pearl, and a, and the street of the city was of gold as pure and as tra- pure as transparent glass." Um, so. It is very, very amazing. If you know any uh, geologists, you know, you can actually share that with them, and they probably actually already know about that, but you can share this verse. They might not know about that verse. Um, it could be some good, good great witness to them. So, um, uh, oh, yeah, another, another thing I wanted to point out is that I mentioned earlier, I kind of got distracted by the stones, but I mentioned that our destination, our final destination is not heaven because, you know, I was talking about I always wanted to go to heaven. But uh, something very amazing happens in Revelation uh, chapter 21. It tells us that uh, our Father God, uh, he's going to be moving. Remember that city I talked about? He's actually moving into the city. That's why the light is like that. That's why there's no shadows because God is the light of the city. Uh, Revelation chapter 21 verse 3 says, uh, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God and he will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for for the old for the old order of things have passed away so basically we, we don't get to go to, well, some people are actually already in heaven or whatever, you know, but for those of people who survived through the uh, rapture and all that kind of stuff, when God comes back, guess what? Even if we're up in heaven, we're not going to be there very, very long because then we're going to be back at earth for 1,000 years. And then after that, guess what? It says, uh, this Revelation chapter 21 says, it is our Father who comes here to earth. So we will be living with God on the earth. That's that's just so amazing that God is coming down here on this new earth to be living among us. You know what is it's almost like we're going back to the book of Genesis where God walked with Adam in a garden. And in, and since that moment when God walked with Adam since that time, God has not been back here to earth. He has sent his son Jesus and Jesus said the Holy Spirit, but God has not been back. But finally, one day, it will be as I always intended it to be, that God will be here on the earth with us. That's, that's just going to be so amazing, you know, to give you so much comfort. And uh, this last scripture I, I want to, Close with, which is another even more amazing than that. But not only is God going to be here with us, but Revelations chapter 22, verse 4 says, Man will also get to see the face of God. 
Revelation 22, verse 4. So, for those of you who will always, who have always wanted to see what God looks like, you know, you just have to hold on just a little bit longer, you know, and we will get to see God's face and know him who he is. That is amazing. We should be encouraged. We should be strengthened. We should look look to to heaven. Um, look to hope, and it should should encourage us to fight while we're here. Because this right now, what we're going through is, is only a brief moment. It's not even. I'm not even sure what idiom or ter- terminology you would want to say, but it, it's not even a bleep comparison to what's next. You know, it's not even a bleep. But it's much, I'm not trying to say we're not going through pain. I'm not saying we're going through the sorrow because it is real. It is very real. People are hurting. Destruction is happening throughout this earth. Um, I didn't have mission people who I work with in missions where families overseas, they've been persecuted, they haven't been hit it. I've seen families who have hung themselves because they didn't have any rice to eat. The whole family. I've seen so much destruction. Even here in America, so much deception going on. Um, and sometimes it's, it's we get hopeless. But we, we should not be without hope. We can know these things and, sh- and share these things. It's just not so we can know and be like, Everyone else is not going that way. So we can rub it in their face. That's not what it's for. That's not why it's written. But it's written to give us comfort, to know that there's something better is coming, but also to share with others who are around us. It's a great witness and tool um, for this, for this, especially for this day and time because a lot of people, they don't have hope. Um, so uh, uh, that's all I have to say for this evening. Dorothy, did you have any anything you wanted to say or any or comments or anything? I was wondering if those were the same gemstones as in the priest's breastplate. I was trying to look it up while you were talking. Oh, I think they you know what? Maybe words, some of them are, and maybe some of them are going to be in, in a, or are in a priest's breastplate. You know, it's uh, it's so inter- interesting how uh, these these gems, you know. We we wear them we wear them around or, or some people wear them around who those people who can afford it or they purchase them they they're so rare and uh but they're going to be in abundance in heaven but even in all their brilliance and magnificence and how they are now just imagine what they're going to be then what they're going to look like it's going to be just so wonderful you know um, and I believe some of these gems. We'll also mention in, uh, I think, either Isaiah chapter 14 or Ezekiel chapter 28, where it's talking about Lucifer when he was anointed cherub, when he said he was cold in some of these, uh, the turquoise and some of these things he had. I'm not sure if they was like in his colon or, or what. I've heard different te- teachers about that. And I'm pretty sure maybe they are also on, uh, but you were also referencing. I should have looked looked that one up too. That's that's that would be interesting to know. Um, yeah. I know they're supposed to represent each of the twelve tribes. Yeah. So the each tribe. Yeah. Yes, the twelve tribes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, the 12, and the have you ever noticed? Israel. When you buy a diamond, 
it's so valuable. And then you go to sell it, and it's like half the price you paid for it that the value is. Yeah, just, I gave up on diamonds a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. It uh, got de- de- uh, depreciated, yes. It's almost like yeah. a car, I guess. <laughs> you know. So they, they are so wonderful, so beautiful, but those... I'm pretty sure they probably might be in heaven, but those are not the ones that's going to be uh, representation of the 12 tribes. So it's, it's going to be very, very good what's going to happen. Father God, despite all the destruction and chaos we got going on now, and not just a, not just um, for the millennial reign or eternity, but I believe, Father God, he's still got something up his sleeve, he wants to do for the church because we're supposed to be having a great revival, and uh, I believe that's one of the reasons for a lot of the destruction that's going on now. That Satan is trying to destroy what what God is about to do, but it's it's not going to work. Um, no, so it's I just not pray that everyone work. is being and encouraged. It's also what's going on is. Anybody who can still think critically, I know our schools have cut that out of the curriculum, um, but can look at things realistically anymore and and compare things, and they're going to see all these things that they were told about. This is all corruption on so many different levels, just not the government and the school system, but it's a spiritual corruption. Yes. So, yes, it is. They're, they're just, they haven't used as tools, but really they're not, if we're, to, we're trying to fix the problem through them, but that's not how we can going to fix it. It's actually going to be fixed through the church. That's why, why we are yeah. here as a spiritual. And a lot of, a lot of people, they, there's no, I mean, we want, we want good legislation to pass through the Congress and the House. We want our president legislation but we cannot ever change people. Even when uh, Jesus is ruling here in the millennial reign, no matter how many good rules and no matter how many good things are there, and even guess what? The devil's not even there either. <laughs> but we still have and their evil hearts. You know, they're going to have basically almost everything that they can want, you know. But people, just, but like you said, this is a spiritual war and the only us that's why we are the saints of the most high we the only ones who have the answer and it's not really us it's the whole father and then like because he makes it and that's how he operates he's the one that's special he's the one who deserves all the honor and praise you know it's, it's not us it's him so this is his plan and we're just and he just chooses chooses us to be a part of it And even that's kind of so cool, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but he wants, he, wants, he wants us to be part of it. This is amazing. Um, I think, uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do next week, but I know in a couple of weeks I want to talk about uh, these protests that's going on and how to how to fight it spiritually. Because um, I like to do a lot of 
pull up some research and facts and all that kind of stuff on there, but it's, there's so much stuff you can say about it. Um, but I guess I'll, I'll, I'll let you know, uh, maybe the next couple of days what I do for the next, the next week, next week one. Um, okay. and I'll, uh, I guess I'll, I'll close out in prayer. Um, I remember everyone just, uh, Remember to keep our nation lift up, lift up your cities. Pray for the president. Um, there's so much, so much things going on. Pray for our soldiers, friends, family. Pray for your the mayor of your own city. You know your governor of your state. Pray for them. Um, no matter if they're Democrat, Republican, or some something in between. Pray that they would turn their heart towards God because we need we do need godly. I'm not trying to say. We should just throw all that stuff away, even though one day it is going to be thrown away. But for right now, we, we're going to need them to do something um, for the people. So but I'll, I'll close in prayer. Father, Father God, we thank you, God. Father, I pray for you to strengthen your children, Father Lord, strengthen us, strengthen us, Father Lord. Let this message get to whoever it needs to go to, Father, and it will be causing them to be encouraged and strengthened, Father. Help their friends and family protect them from hurt, harm, and danger. Father, Lord, we thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our iniquity, sins, and transgressions. And help us to turn our, our whole, help us, Father, Lord, the church, Father, Lord, to turn our hearts to you, Father. We know the world, they do whatever they're going to do. But help your people, God, Lord, to turn towards you, Father, Lord, and do what's right. And we ask these things in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Yes. Pray for your mayors and governors, even if they're acting badly or stupidly. Yes, that's hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm in a liberal state. Oh. <laughs> Only the people wow. aren't liberal, but the liberals keep winning. I. Oh, wow. This this state was founded by the Puritans. Now you can't call a Puritan a liberal, you know, by any stretch. <laughs> I did not know so that. So anyway, oh yes, our governor is taking on the role of dictator, and people are buying into it. I just got sprayed in the face with Lysol because the fear of COVID was so big. The girl was spraying a clipboard. She was afraid she was going to get COVID from the clipboard, and it went bounced oh, wow. off the clipboard right in my face. And I'm thinking, you know, are we not using more toxic things to kill the germs than the germ itself? I mean, really. Use some vinegar. It works. <laughs> but anyway, it took me a week to get over that. Ah. Uh. But the fear is so big. Yes. And the more research I do, the more I'm finding out there are lies. I'm going to have to send you that video with, uh, I think his name is Del Bigtree. That's probably not his real name, but (laughs) can't be his real (laughs) name, right? Bigtree? (laughs) (laughs) But it's real. Had some nurses on and some scientists on and. People in New York are getting hospital-acquired COVID-19 because they didn't have it when they came in, but then they died of it. So, Wow. 
that's it's just all isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. yeah, it's awful. But yeah. Anyway, thank you, Jameer. That was a very nice lesson. I like that. Um awesome. you you have a blessed evening. <clears throat> and everybody you too, and Father Blood. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Yes, yes, that's fine. Yes. I was just gonna say Father Bless and good night, everybody out there. And my cat's trying to interfere here. <laughs> and, okay, oh, you're yeah. done. My turn. <laughs> <laughs> So you have a blessed night, Jameer. That was a very good lesson. I liked it. I'm looking forward to that new Jerusalem. But if Amen. it's going up in the air, too, does that mean it's going to be like an apartment complex? That's what I'm or, trying to figure out what it is. <laughs> <laughs> or is it going to be a bunch of mansions on top of each other? That's. I'm going to have to think about that one. That's yeah. the first time I thought about that. I've I've read that scripture how many times, and that's the first time that, that well, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah, hmm. yeah. I don't even know how to find out. I know. I guess it, it, the only way to pray is, you know, like, we know it's going to be a big rectangle. I mean, big square. But it's like, how? I don't know. It's like, how is it going to be? Like, you're going to have to take an elevator or something? Or is that, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, like I said, you have a good night, and we'll talk to you later about next week. Okay. Yes. Yes. Father bless. Thank you.